I don't know what's more confusing, learning astrology or just being a human. Moonday Musings is here to help with that. A weekly no bullshit guide for the upcoming cosmic forecast and how you can actually use this in your real life. Hello and welcome, neighbor. Welcome to Moonday Musings. Happy Monday and happy Moonday to you, my friend. If this is your first time here at That Witch Podcast, let me be the very first to welcome you. And thanks for stopping by in my little corner of the old podcast neck of the woods here. Um, today on Moonday, I want to dive right into things and we're going to do something we're going to cover something a little witchier than strictly astrology today. And um, I'm really, really excited about this. So I was looking at the transits for this week and just kind of compared to a lot of weeks, if not most weeks, we have kind of lower planetary action right now. The moon is always making all kinds of aspects because the moon moves through the zodiac so quickly. But <clears throat> as far as the other planets go, nobody is changing signs this week. We have a few aspects. They're not even really necessarily hard aspects. Things are relatively uh, low-key. I dare I say, dare I say, of course, things always show up how they show up for us. But um, one thing that is for sure this week is the pagan Sabbat Imbolc, uh, also known as Candlemas, uh, Bridget's Day, uh, also known as and rooted from the ancient festival eel milk. Uh, I want to talk about in bulk today because this February 1st to 2nd uh, is when in bulk takes place in the Northern Hemisphere. It is the halfway point between Yule or the winter solstice and uh, Astara or the spring equinox. And it is one of my very favorite pagan celebrations and it's technically the first Sabbat of the calendar year, of the Gregorian calendar. And I thought, you know what we've never done? We've never gone through the Wheel of the Year altogether um, really officially before. So I'd really like to try and do that this year and that when on the weeks that a Sabbat falls, to try and let that be the main focus of our Moon Day episode. So for our moon scope this week and where the moon's going to be transiting a lot of the focus of our emotional experiences this week, we're starting out with the moon in Virgo today. It will move into Libra tomorrow, Tuesday the 30th. It stays there until Thursday, February 1st when it moves into Scorpio. And it will stay in Scorpio until Sunday, uh, depending on where you are, middle of the night, uh, Saturday, Sunday, when it moves into Sagittarius. So the moon's already going to be 
transversing through signs that are very curious to learn more, <clears throat> especially about the greater world around them, far, far outside the reaches of their own environment and communities. So really fitting to kind of dive in together and learn a little bit about a new subject today. Before we begin, let's take a moment to ground our energy with each other. This is something we always do on Moon Day. I call it the self-check-in very often because it's just a great place to get really, really present with yourself so that we can receive this information with an open mind and a grounded heart today. So wherever you're sitting or standing, just make any slight adjustments you need to to wake up any parts of your body that need a little energy or flow to them. You can roll out your shoulders, your wrists, your ankles. You can adjust yourself so that you feel really centered and firmly planted uh, wherever you are, whatever your position right now. If it's safe and you feel called to close your eyes, please feel free to. Please feel free to. And take a nice, big, deep inhale through your nose and let your whole chest fill up now. And go ahead and exhale and release and blow all of that air out of your lungs. Try to totally, totally empty your torso. And then in through the nose, a big, deep inhale that's much deeper than the last one now. As you fill all the way up, hold for the briefest, softest moment before exhaling out your mouth. And again, totally, totally exhaling all the way and emptying your chest cavity. And when you're ready, make your last breath really, really count. A nice, beautifully deep breath in as much as you can hold and fill up. And when you're at the top of that breath, release and exhale out of your mouth. Let your breath come back to a natural pace. And I want you to envision at the very core center of you, your essence, your light, let it grow brighter and brighter the more and more you become aware of it. You can even take note of what color it is today, how it shines. And let that light expand and fill you all the way up so much that it pours out outside of you and creates a nice, protective, safe haven where you feel calm and centered and grounded and ready. Hmm. Thank you for taking that time with me today at the top of the week. So let's talk a little bit about Imbolc. So as I mentioned, and I've dropped some resources for all of you in the show notes below so that if you want to go digging and digging beyond this episode, uh, I hope that you can do that to your heart's content and you can get all those links in the show notes. So in bulk, 
is a a celebration honored by pagans and Wiccans. And for anybody that's new to all of this, that doesn't really understand the difference between those two yet, um, pagan refers to a person who practices uh, spirituality typically rooted in earth, um, an earth-based spirituality, like a nature-based spirituality, and often regards or honors more than one deity, but it also refers to somebody whose spirituality and concept of, of God as nature or the collective unconscious or the energy that connects us to our greater universe. I would say all of those things would fall under the category of pagan. It's a very, very, very broad uh, statement. And, and paganism has morphed greatly over time, greatly, greatly, greatly. Though many of the celebrations and traditions of paganism are rooted in or come from old or even ancient practices, celebrations, etc. Um, pretty much anyone that is a pagan today is considered what we call a neo-pagan. So if you ever see, if you're ever out and about on the internet doing research and you see pagan and neo-pagan, nowadays that means the same thing. If you're talking about pagans on a historical level, and because that's different, in order to differentiate those two things, that's where the word neo-pagan came from, to refer to modern-day pagans. Um, so the reason that that's important and why I go into that is because when you do research on different celebrations or traditions, pagan traditions like sabbats, like imbolc, uh, you're going to come across a lot of this terminology. And I didn't have anybody tell me this. And it was, it would have been really nice to just have that context going into my research. Um, Wiccan is a, what I would call a spiritual religion. And it is very, very new as far as human hit, like the spectrum of human history goes. Wiccan is uh, definitely less than 100 years old. And it has the, it has roots in uh, specific groups here in the United States. And a lot of the traditions were that are part of the Wiccan belief system were also adopted from other cultures. And there's a little bit of controversy there. We're not going to get into that in this episode. That's not what that is, that's about. But it's a specific branch, and many Wiccans would fall under the category, the umbrella, or the tree of, of neo-modern paganism. 
Um, but it is a branch. Uh, that's the best way to differentiate those two those two uh, terms. A witch can be Wiccan. A witch can be pagan. Uh, but you also do not have to be a witch in order to be Wiccan. You don't have to be a witch in order to be pagan. All of those things can go hand in hand, and they don't have to. They don't. Have, they're not mutually exclusive to each other. Okay. So when it comes to our sabbat that we're talking about today, Imbolc, just like the other uh, sabbats on the wheel of the year, these are modern celebrations. It's really, really important to go into learning about this knowing that, knowing that these are modern celebrations that have been adopted from ancient celebrations and traditions, but there is lots and lots that has changed. And that's okay, but it is, it's good to be informed and, and accurate about these things. I, I definitely, when I very first started learning about these celebrations, there were lots of books or websites where I would read about them that made them sound like this is what, this is exactly what Imbolc is and what it's always been. It just didn't, it just didn't take into consideration in the slightest how much has morphed and changed over time. And I think that a lot of that is because there were many, many, many ancient practices that would straight up not be appropriate today, to put it lightly. <laughs> and so a lot of it's been adapted and, and has evolved and morphed as, as we have as people as well. But it's just important to note that. I think that a lot of people, I don't know, I, I think that the whole scope is important. So that's why I like giving that context. I remember learning that and being like, I kind of wish that the information was taught that way more often. Uh, so that's why I like letting you know. Now, this is the halfway point between Yule, the winter solstice, and Ostara, the spring equinox, like I said. And therefore, it is very similar in themes and messaging to our our U.S. custom of Groundhog's Day, <laughs> which is also February 2nd. And Groundhog's Day is our silly, very pagan tradition. <laughs> no one calls it that, but it totally is. Let's go listen to what the holy chipmunk is going to tell us um, about when spring is coming again. <laughs> it's so funny, but uh, it's very similar to that. It's it's this, we're halfway there. Um, uh, the light is coming and that that new life that spring brings is coming. We've made it this far. We can keep holding on. And because of all of this, Imbolc is very, very, very associated with fire. And a lot of the rituals surrounding Imbolc have to do with honoring the light because it's carried us this far through the dark winter. It is, and it is coming. And this is really uh, a beautiful collective response to the nature of a season like February. Uh, February is a very 
long and difficult time for me personally. It's when winter stops being cute. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're like, okay. Even us winter lovers, we start getting like, all right, all right, all right. Um, but it's, it is also this time. It's funny when I look back in my journals over the years, February has consistently been a time for some of my biggest, biggest revelations. And this makes so much sense because February is taken up by Aquarius and then Pisces season as we prepare for the spring equinox that Aries season brings. And so even though I associate it on a day-to-day level with like kind of having to like sludge through the mud kind of a thing, uh, it is this time of like tremendous clarity and epiphany. And I, I think that that's beautifully represented in a celebration like in bulk. So you'll often hear that in bulk is also, so like I said, it's also known as Candlemas. It's also known as Bridget's Day, very associated with Bridget, who was a Celtic fire and fertility goddess. Over time, Bridget eventually became adopted by Christianity and made into a saint, Saint Bridget. And this is why Candlemas is is also recognized. It, honestly, Imbolc is very, very similar to Christmas in that way, where it is actually celebrated by a lot of non-witchy folk. Uh, but it does have a lot of um, its roots in, in ancient paganism. So some of the different things that you can do. Okay, so this is the halfway point between between Yule and and Astara, the winter and spring. So this is a, a really good time to take stock of what you have and prepare for spring. And this is exactly why um, where the the subject of spring cleaning comes from. So in ancient, ancient pagan Rome, there was an ancient god of purification known as Febris. And eventually Febris morphed into Pluto and, and was a god of of purification, but also of the earth, specifically beneath the earth, subterranean, the the god of the underworld. And I think that this is such a fascinating history of, of like Pluto, Hades, uh, just in general, that deity archetype. Because to become and eventually the god of death, and the underworld, God of the dead, I should say, and not the God that brings death, right? But God of the uh, of the underworld, king of the underworld. That originally was a God of purification. I think that that has such fascinating connections there uh, because what is purification and cleansing but a form of a micro form of, of rebirth? So cool. So Febris was honored in ancient, ancient pagan Rome. And there was a Febris festival 
during what was the, what's now known as the calendar month of February. That's actually the root of where the month, uh, the word February for this month comes from. And uh, the ancient festival honoring Februs was a purification festival and honoring. And it was about doing a big <coughs> cleansing of your home and, and space. So this is an excellent time for doing that. This is an excellent time for taking stock of what you what you had, like your provisions that have been getting you through the winter and preparing for spring ahead. And a, uh, because Bridget is a goddess of fire and fertility, she's very, very often associated with hearth and home spiritual work as well. So goddesses like Hestia or Vesta are also excellent deity archetypes to work with on this day during this time. And you in your birth chart, if you have the right settings turned on, you have an asteroid in your birth chart known as Vesta. And so that can be a really cool way to learn more about that archetype of yourself, your own inner home and hearth goddess. Uh, the what I the way I interpret the Vesta placement for people is I say this is how we uniquely cultivate resilience and strength within, because that's what our home is supposed to do. That's the point of home and hearth to recharge us, to refuel us, give us a place to rest, refill our stores, gather our strength, and therefore build our resilience for all that we have to go out and do. This is a really excellent time to check in with yourself. What does that look like within you? How do you go about doing that? What does home and hearth mean to you? What does that look like for you? What does that feel like for you? How can you promote more of that feeling? Or how can you honor that feeling and that energy in your current home right now? Everything that I just suggested is an excellent way, like a very cosmic witchcraft way to honor and tap into the energy of in bulk this week uh, as working with your, your Vesta placement and also just reflecting on on what home and hearth means to you and, and, and all of that. Um, it's also a great week for cleansing magic and ritual. Uh, I've had a couple of requests very recently to do some more, to kind of do reboots, if you will, or refreshers on some of our fundamentals of magic. And I love this idea and we're definitely going to do it. So I'm going to do a cleansing and a grounding and a protection um, each an episode very, very soon. So make sure you're keeping an eye out for that. But this week is an excellent time to, to spiritually cleanse your space. Get out your crystals, get out your essential oils, get out your herbs, um, your herb bundles for burning, your candles, 
You can use crystals in certain corners of your homes or walkways or openings or windows to bring in and and ground that crystals type of energy in that space. You can fill little dishes of salt and different flowers and herbs and place them in special parts of the home to neutralize any energy that needs to be kind of cleansed and reset there and also promote um, whatever energy of the different herbs and flowers that you put, uh, that you included in the salt. That's a great one. You can take it a step further and put a little like birthday candle or a little spell candle in that dish of salt if it's in a fire safe dish and it's in a safe place um, and light the candle inside the, the dish of salt like that. It's a great time to use your fireplace if you have that or to do some kind of safe burning ritual, whether that's uh, if you do have a fireplace and you're able to like throw in herb bundles in there um, or sticks of cinnamon. Um, And if you don't, you just have candles, you know, burning a bay leaf, burning a piece of paper to manifest the words that are on there um, or to release. And uh, this is also a really beautiful time for connecting with your ancestors, your loved ones, your spirit team. Uh, because Imbolc is, is revered as this, this in-between space um, and also this halfway point, getting through the darkness of winter, coming to the light of spring, there's a lot of gratitude work that can be done with, um, you know, thanking your guides, thanking your intuition, thanking the universe, thanking the abundance that is around you, you know, making a gratitude list and speaking it aloud. It can be a really, really powerful thing to do for Imbolc. Um, Some of the different things associated with Imbolc are things like fire, light, but also things that are associated with fertility, um, including eggs and uh, milk is the most common because milk was often available sooner in the season than eggs. Um, it was one of the first things that uh, started. It was one of the, that was one of the first signs of spring coming was the milk and and so this could be um, a really if that's something that you use in your in your um, life, your diet, your your practice. You can use dairy products um, in kitchen magic and kitchen witchery, um, but also the color white and cream. And also, this would be a great, great time for money healing rituals and giving thanks for what you have right now and the resources that you have right now and just really paying reverence to that. And with that intention, like spring is coming, spring is coming. Um, And that abundance flows to me, you know, that would be great intention um, for a really beautiful financial healing spell and ritual right now. Um, and then also associated with in bulk is, uh, wheat and grains. So oats 
wheat, but also any kind of um, grain, even rices, quinoa, um, things like that can be um, nice time to like experiment with baking or or with your cooking. Um, hell, you can even get creative with your decorating with with those different items as well, especially like wheat straw. Um, young buds. So anything, if there's anything that is showing signs of new growth at all, it can be a good time to honor that, um, and give thanks for that. Um, and also doing some of the early plannings for your plants and, and your own garden and seasonal living this year. So even if you, you're not physically able to get a garden ready yet, maybe what you could start doing are making some plans of what you want to do. Maybe start making some plans of some container gardening that you want to do. That's an excellent way to harness this, the energy of this time as we prepare for spring. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you. We were a little light on the astrology, but I I think that plenty of helpful information about the energy of this week and what we can intentionally do with it incorporated in our magic practice. I think we had lots of that still. So thank you for spending your Monday and your moon day with me, my friend. I am sending you the warmest in bulk blessings this week. I appreciate you and your time and your energy so much here in the neighborhood. Can't wait to see you this Friday for our upcoming episode. Until then, make sure that you stay safe. Let yourself have some fun during this current season. And of course, stay magical out there. Did you get something valuable out of today's show? Here's how you can help continue to grow our magic. First, you can head over to Apple or Spotify and leave a five-star rating and review. You can also share a shout out on your social media page and make sure you tag me at thatwitch.nextdoor. And of course, you can just tell a friend that you think would enjoy the show and send them a link to the episode. Thank you so much, neighbor, for your support. I'll see you next time.